The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Instagram Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the biggest and fastest growing channels to drive both paid and organic reach, Instagram. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that covers the landscape, features, and optimization strategies that help your Insta profile drive business results. Joining us for Instagram week is Colton Bollinger, who's the founder and CEO of Jumper Media, which is an agency of strategic thinkers, marketers, developers, and designers who bring thousands of targeted new followers that convert into paying customers via Instagram. Outside of his work at Jumper Media, Colton is an avid golfer, surfer, and just an all-around nice guy. He has a wealth of information to share related to social networking and Instagram, and we're excited to have him as our guest. Here's the first installment of Instagram Week, where we talk about the current landscape of Instagram with Colton Bollinger from Jumper Media. Colton, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben. Really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you. I want to first off talk to you about the general landscape of Instagram. Obviously, it's a social network that is exploding in terms of overall user numbers owned by Facebook. Catch me up. What's actually going on in Instagram land these days? Well, the land is growing pretty rapidly, I would say. Their user base is still growing strong. They're dynamically adding a lot of new useful features for businesses to get more involved and really utilize the platform to an extent I don't think any of us really thought about when it first started going. It was just a picture sharing platform that everybody loved. And Instagram has really taken it upon themselves to make it a much better landscape for businesses to get benefit from and drive value. I think prior to that, it was a great platform for consumers and just was a lot of fun to be using. I can speak personally when during my downtime a couple of years ago, I was on Facebook and I've felt that shift myself. When I have a few minutes, I'm open up my Instagram instead of Facebook to see what's going on, what my friends are doing. But now it's like as a business owner, you're utilizing Instagram in a lot of different ways from paid to organic to telling a story, using it as a portfolio for creatives. I find myself going to websites less and less, and I find consumers for our clients actually getting more and more from the Instagram itself. And we're developing that into a lot of strategies on actually how to utilize the platform better. And some of the new features they're pushing out has made that really easy and competitive. So you brought up a couple different things. First off, there's the 
transformation of Instagram moving away from a consumer content platform, explosive growth, just about getting people to sort of build their network. It seems to me that Instagram's following Facebook's playbook of build a gigantic user base provide a service and a medium for people to connect, share photos, and then eventually let businesses in. And now all of a sudden we're seeing more and more advertising. How has Instagram's monetization strategy differed from Facebook's? I don't think the monetization strategy is significantly different of exactly how you laid it out, that landscape and development of the rev model for Instagram. To me, it's just the platform is becoming a little bit more engaging than Facebook was at this stage. They took a lot of knowledge from Snapchat when they saw that upcoming, offered to buy it, didn't happen. So they recreated it in a lot of ways. They've conjoined that. And now they're rebuilding these features back into Facebook to engage that audience. So they've just done a lot of things right, I think, on the consumer-facing side of things. And that's what has enabled so many businesses to jump on and take advantage of those multiple outlets for ads. I mean, the stories really started on Instagram before Facebook in a lot of ways. And they took that from Snapchat, which is a whole nother medium of advertisements for them. So you bring up a couple of different interesting points. First off, that there is a different user base for Facebook and Instagram. Maybe this is just me living in the Silicon Valley startup tech bubble. But everybody that I know has a Facebook account and an Instagram account. And honestly, when I log on to either of the social networks, I'm seeing a lot of duplicate content. Do you find that there is a different user base for Facebook than Instagram? If you look at the numbers, everybody has a Facebook pretty much that has an Instagram. They don't force you to create one, but if you're concerned about your account security or if you're ever getting hacked, connecting your Facebook is probably the best protection or security against that which encourages people to have a Facebook in the first place, right? So they're one in one, they're owned by the same people, of course, but in regards to your duplicate content, I can say that probably out of our 3,500 clients, they're all sharing content from Instagram first. Versus two years ago, I didn't have as many clients, but it was all Facebook first. And they would share the content from Facebook to Instagram. And people don't all have huge creative teams to develop unique content for each platform. So you utilize the resources you can. And if you're spending time creating content for social in general, it's going to get shared across the board, I think, inevitably. But that was the big distinction for me as I saw Instagram take off. You started seeing that creation process stem not from Facebook, but from Instagram. And it reversed that sharing process. Is there an age difference for the primary users? Like, I get the sense that Instagram is Facebook Inc.'s way to skew younger as opposed to everyone has a Facebook account, but it seems to be people that are millennials and older or older than the millennial generation are primary users of Facebook as opposed to the millennial generation and down probably lean on Instagram as their default social network, if not going to Snapchat. Yeah, I was on a plane a couple weeks ago and there was a seventh grader next to me and his mother. And I noticed he was on Snapchat a lot of the time. And I was like, do you even have an Instagram? And we had a funny conversation with his mom and him. And he was like, I don't even want an Instagram. I like my things disappearing and my mom watches it. Snapchat was his space. He didn't even really acknowledge any of his friends or himself or on Facebook either. So it's really hard to pick and pull that. And again, we deal with mostly businesses. So speaking to the consumer front of age demographics using each one, You can target them all through Facebook. And I know there's a lot of age ranges that actively use it still, both platforms. I think just from a user experience, the millennials and people are Instagram's easier to consume data or easier to consume content on my end. So I get to see what's happening a little bit easier. It's only photos, only videos. And like you said, it's like everything's kind of replicated to Facebook now. So 
it's definitely like an older demographic on Facebook who still maintain that and haven't taken it upon themselves to want to create an Instagram. They haven't wanted to learn. And that's with a lot of technologies. And as you age, you get comfortable with what you had to learn originally and you don't really want to do it again. So I would say Facebook's older than Instagram. But at the same time, I don't think it's just millennials on Instagram or just the younger people. I think there's a lot of older people on Instagram as well. It's just not going to be the predominant target market you're going to seek over there. Yeah. So generally, Facebook still has the largest audience. The engagement skews a little older, but in both social networks, the audience is so mammoth that you could really find users in both places. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Let me ask you a little bit about how Instagram is being used by advertisers. Who do you see being successful advertising using Facebook? And are they using paid? Are they using organic channels? Talk to me about some of the cases that you've seen where people are really just using the platform well and driving huge growth. If you're a B2B business, organic reach is not ever really going to help drive any sales or customers. All of our B2B clients, they're either running huge paid campaigns, which allows you to target people by more of a role and way more characteristics in terms of finding business owners or people in decision-making roles at companies. Whereas if you're just posting organically and naturally on Instagram or Facebook, the odds of someone in those roles or a decision-maker at a company or business seeing those is so drastically smaller, it doesn't even really make sense to put effort or resources towards that. For organic approach, I think B2B companies, what we recommend and do a lot with those clients who are looking to have a social presence, it's great for recruiting. They're both consumer-facing platforms that consumers are using, but a lot of job seekers and people are actively on there and coming across posts and content that interests them. Create content that you know is intriguing to your hiring demographic, who you're trying to pursue or recruit, and show the culture of the company. Use it as an opportunity to tell the story of your team versus trying to attract new clients and you're probably going to get a few clients out of that just because they see who they're working with and they really like the team vibe. 
But more than anything, it's kind of a social proof and third check or even could be the first touch with someone who is coming into your hiring pipeline. And that's something that most consumers, especially graduating college these days and who are familiar with social media, that's the first place they're going to see your company or look it up. So that's a big recommendation I have for B2B. If you're doing B2C, that's the best place, I think, to be marketing in terms of cost effectiveness. You're not running a Super Bowl ad or don't have the budget for it. I mean, social ads are really tough to beat, both paid and organic, if you can build an audience around the content and the product or service you're offering. Like I said, it's a consumer-facing platform, both Facebook and Instagram, and that's the easiest place to create content and you know that they're going to be looking at it. So that's kind of how I would lay it out. Paid ads work great for B2C companies as well. You can really target and create content as long as you have your audience in mind, because it's more and more competitive these days with content out there, more users. You have to be able to create content that's going to make them want to stop scrolling and pay attention. So your recommendation is for B2B brands that you're basically focusing on promoting the culture of your company through organic channels and primarily focusing on user acquisition using paid advertising because you can do more targeting. And on the consumer side, you're saying that there is still an opportunity for both organic and for paid acquisition growth. One of the things that I've noticed with some of my consulting clients is that Facebook specifically and Instagram being part of that ad network has gotten much more expensive over the last two or three years. As a social network like Facebook, and I'm assuming Instagram is doing the same thing, as they start prioritizing their paid channels and looking to monetize their platform, I've found that it's more difficult to get organic reach. Are you seeing that with Instagram on the consumer side? For sure, Ben. I mean, there's a lot of analytic platforms out there, but Fortune 500 companies have been a nice comparison over the last two years. Flashback two years ago, they were getting 4% engagement rates on most of their posts organically. Go look at those stats today and you're lucky to see 1% of that. So big shift and we've seen engagement consistently go down over the last year and a half pretty significantly. And a lot of it has to do with them stepping up and starting to monetize this feed that we all love looking at so much on Instagram. As much as I think we dislike the sponsored ads, they've also done a really great job at doing it conservatively and prioritizing content that we've expressed interest in. And that's, I think, how they've been able to maintain the platform and the growth rate and that user experience without deprecating it with those ads. I had a funny experience this week. I saw an ad for an Apple watch strap and I thought it was cool. It was something kind of unique. And I clicked on the ad and then I couldn't buy it at the time. I was in the car or something like that. So I kept having to go back through my feed and scroll, trying to find the ad again. And those are dynamically inserted. So I was specifically looking for an ad and couldn't find it. And then a week later, it popped back up in my feed. But I do think they've done a nice job integrating advertising in a way that sort of fits with the platform and is very visual. Agreed. Even the Discover page, if you're on Instagram much lately, it's amazing how they've been able to aggregate the content that you're interested in just by what you've expressed, pages you're following, the algorithm they've developed must be insane, but it really does a great job of keeping your interest when you're scrolling. And as much as we all hate how much time we spend on social media, they're not making it any easier to get away from it. Well, that's a big part of the business. Yep. Well, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Colton for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Colton's tip to building an effective Instagram strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning for tips on how to use the various content tools on Instagram. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Colton and his business, you can visit his bio on our show notes or go to jumpermedia.co. That's J-U-M-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-A dot C-O. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We want to hear from you. So we built a page called benjshap.com slash question where you can send us a voice recording. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, we'll go ahead and do that on an episode of the MarTech Podcast. Or you can reach out to us on social media. My company handle is benjshap LLC and my personal handle is benjshap. You can find us on Twitter or LinkedIn. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing technology and knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Instagram week, we've got some great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.